your goodness and mercy yes. come on, come on. toward us for your you make it personal this time to all your goodness and your mercy toward me toward me that's what I want right there one more time for your goodness and your mercy toward me one more time for your
for the anointing we feel, we sense. The anointing that touches us and that we touch now. Have your way. Speak afresh in this place. Let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, be not only acceptable, but let them be appropriate. Thank you, Jesus. As an oracle of you, you, God, who are my rock and my redeemer. withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will last forever. Why don't you give God a praise? Would you do me a favor? Would you just wave at somebody at home, whatever, just tell them I'm here on assignment. I'm here on assignment. I'm I'm supposed to be here right now. I'm here on assignment. I'm supposed to be here. I'm here on assignment. I'm here on assignment. I didn't just get here by happenstance. I'm supposed to be right where I am right now. I'm I'm in the place where I'm supposed to be right now. There's something I'm supposed to know. There's something God wants to do for me today, 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 today. I'm here on assignment right now. I've been sent to this moment. This moment was set aside for me. I want to raise a brief word, very brief, very brief, but it's impacting me in a way that I will have to unpack it over a few weeks because it shifted something in my thinking. Wow. And and I, I sense it at a very deep level and I'm just glad I'm able to get some of it out. I feel like a pregnant woman ready to have birth and I can't hold it no longer. I just... It's going to get painful for me if I don't get it out. I got to get it out. I got to get it out. I got to get it out. From Isaiah chapter 58, I'm going to ask you to go back and read Isaiah 58, the whole thing, because what I'm going to say is going to fly in the face of some of the way in which the text is normally taught. So you got to read it later. From Isaiah 58, verse 12 only. And your people will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up and restore the age-old foundations of buildings that have been laid waste. You will be called repairers of the breach restorers of streets with dwellings. From the the, the living Bible, I just want the B portion. 
he, it says, you will be known as the people who rebuild their walls and cities. Next few moments, I want to talk from this theme, and you can share it with somebody if you will. Just tell them, bounce back better. You may take your seats. I was talking to a fellow yoke person in the gospel, and he was sharing a story of uh, an occasion of which Gardner Taylor was sitting with a group of young pastors. And one pastor stood to lament some of the things that he was going through. For those of you who don't know, Gardner Taylor is this nation's uh, one of the greatest ever to preach the gospel. He pastored Concord Church of Christ in Brooklyn, was one of God's gifted, most elegant preachers ever. YouTube him, hear his voice. It's the sated voice, as we say in the profession. So the young pastor was sharing what was going on. And after he shared all of his heartache, all of his sorrow, he was waiting for something profound from Dr. Taylor, who is known for his sagacious uh, advice, his pithy comments, his ability to turn a phrase. And instead, Dr. Taylor looked at him, and here was his response. He said, young man, please don't waste that that you've been through and not learn something. You did not go through it without a reason. There was something you should have gleaned from it. Don't waste all of that and not learn something. You know, to bounce back just simply means, it actually relates to getting healthy, becoming successful, confident, um, overcoming difficulties. Uh, you know, it's the, the, the synonym is to recover. So I just want to put this together here. To bounce back better is to recover quickly after a setback. bounce back better is to recover quickly after a setback. Now, this ain't my young crowd, and I don't even have my amen corners from the young crowd, so this might go over some of y'all head. But, you know, some of y'all might know who Big Sean is. Big Sean has a song called Bounce Back. And the lyrics in it are, last night I took the L, but tonight I bounce back. If you're a real one, you know how to bounce back. 
when you press past the bravado, the misogyny, and some of the foolishness of the lyrics of the rest of the song, what you get, though, is a message that says, you are sometimes going to take some wins and some losses. That's what it means to take the L. It is, I took a loss, I took the L. You, you, but you read, this is Big Sean's words, not mine, because he, he interpreted his lyrics by saying, you measure the character of a person of how well they bounce back, how they handle themselves after they took the L. That's the true measurement of a champion is how are you going to take the L? Are you going to be left torn down or are you going to make it back even better? See, see the problem with us is that we think that because we're on the Lord's side that we never take the L. I'm going to mess with your head. There are some L's we take because we make mistakes. It is an L of our own volition. Oh, I feel like preaching. And there are some L's we take because we are living. The vicissitudes of ups and downs of life, of sickness and good health. There are some else we take just, we will fall, break something. We took the L. What you going to do about bouncing back? The, the, the thing that, that the text provides for us is an understanding of the reality of trauma and our religious experience in the midst of trauma. And what this text wants us to see is that, that your religious experience in trauma can end up being a part of your trauma if you do not actually live your faith to the fullest. Whenever we experience trauma, we must decide how we will confront the future. Let me say it again. Whenever we experience trauma, we must decide how we will confront the future. The future is happening. I didn't say going to happen. It is happening. Okay, you're in the future. Uh, you're in the future again. You're in the future because every moment you are stepping into the future as you are in this present moment now. Now, our biggest problem is not what happens to us. It is how we handle what happens to us. I cannot control everything that happens in my life. I can't control it. I can't control it. I, what I do know is that I can control how I respond. And too often, too often, many of us have negative emotional reactions, which I suggest they are inevitable. 
but they move from fleeting thoughts to reality if we don't overcome them. If we fail to overcome the negative thoughts that come through our heads, they will become our reality. And one of the problems that we have, each of us has it, when I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the choir here, is that we all have those thoughts that come through our minds. We get an ache or a pain and we think this is the one. We can make Fred Sanford look bad because we've grabbed our chest more times than we want and said, this is the big one. And lifted up one hand and said, I'm coming. Thoughts of resentment, resignation, regret, and remorse will dominate our energy and control our destiny if we do not bring them under subjection. We will get pulled into the vortex of negativity if we don't bring it under subjection. Why am I doing this? Why am I still going to church? Nothing happening for me. Why am I still praying? I've been praying this same prayer for the longest time. Nothing's happened for me. And before you know it, you will get sucked down the rabbit hole of negativity into a place where you will not even be able to be touched by the people of God because you will be down so low that getting up won't even be on your mind. And you will replace real worship with rituals and rules and doing stuff because you're supposed to. You'll replace the real honest lifting and praising God with a few hand claps. You will replace giving from your heart with giving so you don't look cheap. You will replace the true adoration of God where you're worshiping him from a deeper place with a superficial hallelujah. And that's what really this text is about. This text is about a people who have been traumatized by captivity and were trying to call on God, but had become disingenuous in their efforts because they started going through the motions. Doing it because we're supposed to. So here, when you read the text, you won't read of any sacrifice but you will read of fasting and prayers. Because see, sacrifice had to be offered in Jerusalem, so you won't read that in here because they couldn't do that at that point, but they could pray and they could worship and study, but they had begun to get to a place where they weren't even doing that with any fervor. 
And you know what? The people needed a faith reset before true restoration could be manifested. I know I want to go deeper now. Watch this. They needed a faith reset. They needed a reset that says, okay, y'all, we cannot keep going through like we're going through. It cannot be one, two, three. It cannot be this is the order that we can't go out of. No, no, no. I want you to find my place inside of you. And I want you to realize that I came to touch you and to minister to you and to be with you. And I need you to realize that this is a relationship and this is a love relationship with your God. And I don't need you to put me in a box or put me on a schedule. What I need from you is to get your heart. I want your heart involved. I want you to allow yourself to be emotionally engaged with me and to show me that you care me. If you really love me, won't you tell me? I need somebody that was willing to say, God, I want to be intimate with you just to be close to you. It's my desire. I don't want to be like I used to be. I don't want dead religion. I want serious righteousness. I want to feel the power of God. I need manifestation in my life. Destiny is upon me and I need you God to be manifested every day of my existence. I don't want the same old, same old. I want new. I want better. I want stronger. I want deeper. I want to go behind the veil. I want to go into the holies of holies and be in your divine presence. There's nothing that should keep me out. Your veil has been rented too, but people keep piecing it back together and hiding from me that which is deeper, but I want to be deeper. I want to be deeper. I want to be deeper. It's not about anybody else. It's me, it's me, it's me, Lord, it's me. I don't want to just turn my plate down because I don't want food. God, I want to turn my plate down and turn you up. God, I want to be in a different place. When if God, whatever sacrifice I make, I don't want it to be the sacrifice of being seen, but instead I want it to be the sacrifice of getting closer to you. And there's a place that God wants for us now. There's a place that God wants for you now that is no longer what you had. It's different. Because you see, in each of you, there is a light. In each of us. When God animated humanity, 
He animated us with his breath. Metaphorically, he gave us a piece of God's own self. And the only way you can literally be in touch and connected to God is through that divine chip, that piece of God's own self. Each one of you has it. We refer to it as the light of God within you. The New Testament says, you don't take that light and put it under a bushel. In other words, we are not secret agents hiding the light. We should radiate the light. When I am in your presence, I ought to see your light and you ought to see mine. When I pray for you, I want to see the light of God around you and in you. When I don't, I know something's wrong with you. It doesn't necessarily mean it's sin. It could simply mean that you're going through something very And you're trying to overcome the darkness with your light. And you need someone to intercede for you and pray with you to remove the cloud. The problem you have is that you don't realize that your light is like a fire in a fireplace. You have to keep fueling it. And you have to keep stoking the fire. If you don't keep putting logs on your fire, it's going to go down and down and down. And some of you now are just barely carrying embers. It's time now for you to decide, I'm not worshiping just to be seen around anybody. Let me, let me hold the metaphor for a little while longer. I came today to get some more logs from my fire. I came today to get some extra kindling in case it start going down. That's fire starter for y'all that ain't from down south. I came today to poke around my fire to make sure it's flaming up just a little bit more. And then I came so that somebody might blow a little wind on it. Just give me a little on my fire so my fire can be at full flame so that I, 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 I feel something. I'm, stay with me. I'm, I'm going to close in just a moment, but I want to give you three things 
to take home with you. I'm going to close. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to preach my normal preaching for the next three weeks. I've got to do something because I see God taking us somewhere and I need you to get there. Don't fool yourself. Musicians, choir, everybody. I spent nearly eight weeks trying to get you to recognize how much we need you as a part of what God is getting ready to do in this next manifestation. Because I see God doing something, but let me give you this so that you can hold on to it now. This is important. That you need to realize the prophecy, here's the prophetic word. The prophetic word comes to them and the prophecy says, let me shake you up from what you've been doing. You've been going through the motions and there's an emptiness to what you're doing. He says, the emptiness is caused because you do the activity without heart. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to go read it if you don't believe me. This is what the text says. If you do it without heart, if your motivation is not right, then there's no blessing. He says, you, you praise me with your lips, but not with your throat what he's referring to is it's not coming from a deep place within because see when you're praying from a deep place within your lips may move and nobody see anything coming out but God hears you because you're not praying from here you're praying from here folk might even think you're drunk because your lips are moving but they don't hear sound because it's a deeper prayer okay. but he looks at them and here's what God sees they've been through so much they've been traumatized so many things have gone on they'd already been through enough God, God's like I'm not putting y'all through no more you've been through enough enough I'm not going to let you go through that. I'm going to tell you right now how to get out of this. Because see, I know you can. I know who you are. You're my people. You're my folk. I know, you, I know who you are. So I know you can do this because see, you all have demonstrated resilience in the face of destruction. In other words, each of you, if you're here today, you have been through something that you've had to come back from. You've already proven resilience in the face of destruction. I don't know everybody's testimony. I don't know everybody's testimony, but if you're here right now, you're here on assignment. So I promise you, I'm talking to you directly. If you have to realize that what you have went through and have come back from is proof 
that you're resilient and that God is with you. You, you, when you leave here, you'll leave here talking about, you can't tell me nothing. I know God's with me. I done been through too much. I done had too many trials. I done cried too many tears. I done been through too many situations. I know God's with me. And, and the reason I know God's with me is because I'm still here. I'm, I'm still standing. I'm still trying to give him praise. I, I may have lost a step or two in my praise. I, I may have kind of fallen off a little bit, but God knows I love him. I, I know I could do better with my praise, but God knows I love him because I've been through too much not to praise him. I've been through too much not to know that he's real. He says, he says, I, you've already been through, you've already shown resilience, but, but number two, he says, I want you now to reimagine the future after your despair. Reimagine the future. Okay. This is important. You need to realize that everything you have came after you fixed your spirit on it. The house you live in, you put your spirit and you imagine what it could be and how it could be for you. And you brought that imagination into fruition, but it wasn't just you. You manifested that which you imaged. And in some cases, some of you have allowed yourself to image the negative. And today I want you to reimagine the future after all you've been through. Okay, you, this, somebody didn't get it over here. I don't want you to pray about it. I want you to see it in your mind's eye now and believe God for the manifestation of the image, prayer, and therefore prophecy as to what you want God to do. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get out of the way now. Y'all can tell I got something deep in my spirit now. I'm going to teach you more about this, but understand this. You've been hearing people talk about speak it into existence. And they are right. You can begin to speak, and that what you speak. Let me tell you something. If you keep speaking, you broke, you go sooner or later. Whether you spend all your money or waste all your money or somebody come take it, you're going to be broke because you don't spoke that into existence. You don't put that out there. Yeah. 
someone one time spoke something over our children in the place. And, and my wife and I, from that very day they said it, particularly my wife, we began to rebuke it and curse it and bind it. And, so that everything they spoke would not come to pass. Would not, could not, did not. You, you speak that junk over your folk. Don't speak over mine, because I'm, I'm speaking over mine. I, I, let me see. I see you in the future. And you look better. I see you walking in favor and prosperity too. Let me encourage you. Let me speak life to you. You can depend on God to see you through. To pray for you, I pray for you. You pray for me, and watch God's I'm gonna give you this last one. I'm gonna give you this last thing. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. I gotta go. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. take this last one home. I'm not going to talk about it. But once we get through reimagining the future after despair, we're going to start reconstruction of the former dignity. God says, I'm going to reconstruct everything 
the enemy tried to take down, everything the enemy tried to crumble, I'm going to enter into a phase of reconstruction of the former dignity. And look at somebody tell them, I'm getting it all back. Better! church open you can come today if you're online please call or write me right now and say I want to be a part of this ministry 860-443-6046 if you're in the sanctuary I invite you if you want to be a part of this house a part of this family
love you all with the love of the Lord. I'm going to get ready to get you out of here. But as we close today, I want to just uh, let you know that God is still good. I said God is still good. Get whatever offering that you have, your tithes, your first fruits offering. Give if you have if you're a part of our capital campaign. Some of us have committed to $25 a week uh, for the capital campaign. Whatever God has laid on your heart, get your offering together. And uh, we'll receive them at the door. Amen. Amen. And um, I want you to know, get your device in your hand if you're giving by Cash App or by Givelify. I just love these new devices. Get them in your hand. Let's bless our giving right now. Don't give it to people. Give to God. Uh, you know, you, you look, if you're giving to God, no matter what anybody does, God sees. Amen. Amen. God knows your heart. God knows what you're giving to. Father, we love you. We thank you. We bless your name. Bless our giving. Help us not to be sorrowful givers, but cheerful givers. Return to us that which we release into the universe. But Lord, let it come back, not as it was, but better. It does not have to be money, but in every good thing that you desire for us, let it come to us and then remind us that our favor is because we walk in favor. Blessed to be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen.